Blaze Radio Network. And now, the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show. The more the world changes, the more we find comfort in the things that never change. This is Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show, where I, your rabbi, reveal how the world really works. Thanks for being part of the show. Thank you for helping to promote the show, as you're always doing so effectively. And thank you for being a happy warrior. Happy? Yeah, because happy is a decision. Happy is not subject to external circumstances. Happy, regardless of whatever is going on in your life, happy is a state of mind you decree. You know why? Because you are captain of your own ship. You are the one who decides what your mood is like. And one of the very best ways of making sure that you are in a happy frame of mind all the time, because what right do you have to impose your miserable mood on the people you live with and the people that you work with? What possible right do you have to pollute their world with your misery and your unhappy feelings? No, you're not allowed to do that. It is a moral obligation on each and every one of us to be happy. How do you do it? Uh, you do that by expressing gratitude. Start off your day. I mean, I've told you this before, but uh, even if you're skeptical, even if you think this is rabbinic smoke and mirrors, even if you think I am pulling the rabbinic wool over your eyes, try it. Start off every day by writing down a few things for which you're grateful. Really. I mean, even before you get out of bed, have your uh, bunch of three by five index cards held together by a rubber band. I've shown you how to do this. And have a pen there so thoughts occur to you during the night, you can jot them down. But um, come the morning, and uh, you you just have to say, here are the things I'm grateful for. Uh, you know, if you are lucky enough to be a religious person with a relationship to God, then you might just start off by saying, thanks, God, um, for returning my soul to me and letting me wake up this morning feeling refreshed. And it's a new day with new possibilities. Uh, the, The worries, the fears, the frustrations, the challenges of yesterday are put into perspective and I'm raring to go. Thank you. If you're not yet religious, then, uh, you know, maybe it is just being able to get out of a nice, warm, soft bed uh, instead of, you know, of something really unpleasant and um, and all the many other things. So write down three, four or five things in the morning before you get going. And that sets you off on a happy mood right away. It makes it a lot easier to force yourself to be happy. This is one of the things that happy warriors master, all right, in exactly the same way as it's like a big celebration when you have a baby and you raise the baby, and finally you get to the point where the baby is no longer letting loose in its diaper or in its nappy, as we say on the other side of the Atlantic, um, and the, the baby is now at a point where it goes and sits on the potty, Wow, this, this is a huge celebration. This is a big step forward. 
because the baby is able to control itself, right? Well, that's what a happy warrior does, exerts control over himself or herself, not on a baby level, that's good for babies, but on an adult level, one of the most challenging areas that we uh, exert control over ourselves is, of course, in the area of making ourselves be happy. And so that is a, a, a really, really important step, something that um, a happy warrior undertakes. Happiness is a challenge. It's a moral obligation. And then to be a warrior means that you're willing to work on yourself. What is your biggest project right now? It's your biggest project is you. Your biggest project is working on yourself. Biggest project is demanding more of yourself, making more of yourself, becoming more of yourself, becoming more disciplined, more generous, uh, becoming happier, uh, becoming a, uh, a good husband, a good wife, uh, a good sibling, a good friend. All of these things, Building, building up your communicative ability, building up, increasing your eloquence and your ability to effectively communicate, um, building up your physical strength, your endurance. There's so much to work on. It's a huge project. It is your biggest project and it is your most important project. That's what a happy warrior is. Somebody who happily works on himself or on herself to make more of ourselves. It's, it's a wonderful thing, and it is the most exciting challenge of life. It's a wonderful thing. Don't, don't put it off any longer. And um, another thing that we should talk about and something I want to tell you about it has to do with marriage. Uh, did you marry the right person? Did you marry the person you were supposed to marry? Did you marry the right one? Right? It's an important question, right? And I'm going to explain that. But uh, first of all, I want to do something even more important right now. And that is, if you haven't already, and this I think would probably be most of you, if you haven't yet listened to my uh, two-hour audio program, Prosperity Power, Connect for Success, it's called Prosperity Power, Connect for Success. Then this is you to go boost your income. Uh, it's three spiritual strategies for financial abundance, and you know exactly how to do this. Go to the website, rabbidaniellappin.com, and uh, go over to the, uh, the store section, and you're looking for uh, two audio programs. The, you'll download these, right? You'll just download them straight to, to, your, to your phone or to your player or to your computer. And uh, this way you can listen to it as many times as you want to. More important, you can listen when you want to. So you might be uh, working on your F for fitness. You might be running. You might be in the gym. You might be working out. You might be doing sit-ups on the floor. Whatever you're doing, uh, you could then listen to these two programs. It's uh, about three hours of instruction and uh, it's not stuff I'm able to do or will do on the podcast. This you need to get hold of yourself. And, uh, and the, whole, the whole thing, by the way, Prosperity Power Connect for Success is 15 bucks. The uh, Boost Your Income is $10. 
and uh, you will find that to be the best $25 you've spent, or maybe you've already got one, you'll only get one. Uh, it's going to be the best thing you've spent money on in 2022 for sure. So uh, rabbidaniellappin.com and uh, go over to uh, Prosperity Power, Connect for Success. Um, make sure you get that downloaded. Get Boost Your Income and get that downloaded. It's uh, I'm recording this message early in the year. It is still January and uh, it's time already to put this year on a new track in a number of different areas. One of the areas is marriage. You are either married or you're not married. If you're not married, you're either not married yet or you have been married. And uh, here is the big question. And I, I have to be very direct and very specific because this is something that impacts everybody. Uh, I'm telling you something very true, but it's also something you're not going to want to hear. And this is another aspect of the happy warrior. The happy warrior has his happiness as a function of his internal regulatory mechanism. In the same way that we reach a point as little kids of learning to not let fly when we need to wherever we are, but to hold it in until you can get to a bathroom. So it is a happy warrior in exactly the same way, holds in his unhappiness, holds in his grouchiness, his whininess, um, and make sure you keep a smile on your face even when you're on the phone. Uh, you, you answer the phone, it's a friend of yours, and he says, how are you doing? And your answer by habit is, uh, oh, I had such a problem this morning. Or, you know, you, you, you can't imagine what my brother did or my father did. You, okay, or put a smile on your face and don't sound as if you are bearing the weight of the world on your shoulders. Because the way you sound is the way you will be impacted. Because you know who hears you better than anyone else? I promise you. You may believe that other people listen to every word you say, but even I don't believe that. You certainly shouldn't. No, there's only one person who listens to everything you say, and that's you. And when you hear you whining and grumbling and complaining and talking as if the weight of the world is on your shoulders, well, guess who gets influenced by that? You, exactly. So, um, just remember what the obligations of a happy warrior are and remember the obligation to be happy and remember the obligation of a warrior to fight, to constantly be focused on trying to work on your biggest and most important project, you, making you a bigger and better human being in every way, a better husband, a better wife, a better man, a better woman, a better son, a better daughter, a better friend, a healthier and stronger person, a person who is less self-indulgent than you used to be yesterday, a person who is more self-disciplined than you were yesterday. All of these things are part of the challenge of being a happy warrior. So uh, go ahead and make sure you download from rabbidaniellappin.com. Go over to the store two audio programs, Boost Your Income and 
prosperity power connect for success. I explained uh, a few weeks ago on the show, I spoke about uh, how important it is for, for people to start thinking seriously about secondary streams of revenue. And one of those is, you know, you, you start a business, even if you already have a job, but you, you start something else. And, uh, well, how do I, and I explained the tremendous power that comes from connecting with somebody else, the tremendous power that comes from being able to build a partnership with someone else who has strengths that you lack and has weaknesses where you've got strengths and you are able to put together something that neither of you could possibly have done on your own. Now, I also want to speak about marriage uh, because this impacts all of you. You are not yet married, fine. You are already married, fine. Uh, You have been married, okay. Does that mean nothing for the future? Let's try and get to the bottom of this. Here is the big question, and here is where I have to count on speaking to a happy warrior. I would not be saying what I'm about to say now in a general audience. I wouldn't because I don't think everybody can handle it. But a happy warrior can handle hearing things that produce cognitive dissonance. A happy warrior is capable of hearing things that bring about a certain tension and and cause a certain... Uh, preference for rejecting. A happy warrior can hear it. So I'm going to tell it to you right away. And that is that there are two views on marriage. One is true and one is as false as the tooth fairy. The one that is false is that there is one person waiting for you out there and your romantic destiny is to wend your weary way through life until, yes, you meet your destined, the one. And it's, it's really sad for me when I hear men and women call me up, Rabbi Lappin, I think I met the one last night. And it falls to my broad shoulders, my friends, to assume the burden of letting them know that they are victims of mass delusion. It has been perpetrated in recent years, the last few decades, by Hollywood, but it existed before that as well. And that is, there is just this one, this person. Now, what is the truth? The truth is quite different. The truth is that within certain limits. In other words, there's got to be the possibility of physical attraction between a man and a woman. But it doesn't have to start off as off the charts. But given the potential for physical attraction, and given that the man is not a boy, but a man, and and that, by the way, is, is a very big given that that is a huge assumption because uh, most males walking around, certainly in the United States of America, 
a very heavy proportion of them are not men, they are boys. Uh, and uh, actually, I, I don't know where else in the world there is such a heavy preponderance of adolescent males over the age of 40. So you've got to be careful. But given that the male is a man, not a boy, and given that the female is not a, an indoctrinated feminist, but is, is somebody, is a, a woman who has retained a sweetness and a goodness, given that, you'd be amazed how many people could marry and make wonderful married couples. So, will your life turn out exactly the same way, regardless of who you marry? No, of course there'll be variations. But the question of a happy marriage, that does not depend on who you pick. You can pick many, many, many people and decide to marry them and end up with a deliriously happy marriage and a lovely family. This is a shocker for people to hear, but it's absolutely true. Let me give you just one example of the distortion that results from the other approach. Oh, there's only one person destined for me. This is the one that God himself set aside for me. Okay, that's not true. Even though in the Jewish tradition, there is a widely misunderstood piece of ancient Jewish wisdom that says 40 days before a person is born, a heavenly voice decrees so-and-so for so-and-so. Uh, I don't know of a more widely misunderstood uh, piece of ancient Jewish wisdom. It absolutely does not mean that there is one person destined for you. I mean, just think about it. What happens if you make major changes in your life? Let's say, uh, let's say you change religions. Well, you've got to marry somebody of the same religion. Come on. I mean, <laughs> really? <laughs> of course. And so, uh, and so if there was somebody set aside for you yesterday, well, today would have to be something else, someone entirely different. No, that is not correct. Um, and if you must know what it actually does mean, what it means is that the quality of the person you get will be proportional to the extent which you work upon yourself the extent to which you accept in your life the project of becoming a bigger, better human being. And, uh, and so the, the kind of person that you will attract will change as you, you grow and as you become a better person. That's pretty clear. But, but here's a distortion that sets in. Just imagine uh, that, you know, like, like every single married couple, you hit a rough period, a rough patch. It happens. Sometimes it's external pressures, sometimes it's internal pressures, sometimes it's something that one or the other or both of you have done. Uh, it happens. Now, if you have been sad enough to have been effectively indoctrinated with the silly notion that there is only one special one for you, well, now's the time where you say to your spouse at worst or to yourself at best, I've married the wrong person. It's all over. This is now clear to me. We've been married for seven years, and I've been willing to give it my best shot, but now I realize I just married the wrong person. Look, uh, that's complete nonsense. 
it's unadulterated bilge water, and um, it's, it's perfectly clear that that is not the way to run a marriage. Perfectly obvious, because it is such an easy out that no marriage ever would have worked in history. If I could have said with some conviction, well, I guess I just married the wrong girl. I just did. You know, it's sad. It's unfortunate. But the best thing I can do now is cancel it and try and stall all over again. Okay, that's what happens when people believe this noxious nonsense that uh, there is one person waiting for you. And when your eyes meet across the room, it'll be instant love and passion. And we will both know we have each found the one. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, I don't want to be more nasty and meaner than absolutely necessary. But that is pretty lame. And uh, it's just sad how many people believe that. And it's even sadder how many lives have been damaged by this noxious belief. And it's sad how many marriages have uh, endured agonies that didn't have to happen. As long as people, so let me give you the right model. So the right model is that, um, uh, you know, I, I, I find you very attractive and I'm happy to hear you, you find me attractive. Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to be my best to be a man. Uh, I want the privilege of being your husband. Uh, you, are, for your part, will uh, accept to be sweet and loving. It doesn't mean you won't ever get angry. It doesn't mean you won't ever lose your temper. But essentially, you're a good person that finds joy in surrendering to a man. And you are a a good woman who finds happiness in building a cocoon of tranquility and security that we call a home. Great. We're going to get married. We're going to hit a rough spot. Okay, fine. So we've made a commitment. So the rough spot is a rough spot. You know, it's like when you, you run out of blacktop and they've been working on the road and you have to do a mile or two on gravel. You know, not great for your car, not great for the paint job, not particularly comfortable for, for, you, for the passengers in the car. You keep going and eventually you come to the end of the gravel and you're back on smooth running blacktop. All right, that's, that's how it works. And so when you do this right, uh, and the the two spouses, or maybe you know, maybe one is just so upset and unco- out of control for the moment that he or she can't even think about it. Well, the other one says to him or herself, "Hey, you know what? I I get this, right? We, we we've hit a rough spot. Uh, we can reset." To use a a word that uh, um, secretary, one time Secretary of State Hillary Clinton um, rather foolishly used with. Uh, uh, with Vladimir Putin in, oh, a reset. And, uh, but in marriage, it does make sense. In other words, you can remarry any day. You can be married for seven years and you can say, you know what, uh, I want you and I, we are going to do whatever it takes. We're going to go away for three days or two days, maybe only one day. We are going to have a private marriage retreat. We are going to reset our marriage. We've both fallen into uh, lazy behavior patterns. We're taking one another for granted. We're not looking after our appearance. We're not looking after our health. We're not looking after our privacy. We're not looking after how we uh, treat one another. It's time to reimagine 
the, the core vision of the marriage. That's what we have to do and that's what we're going to do. So um, this, 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 this is something you can do. But if you believe foolishly and wrongly that, oh, there's a special one person set aside for you, well, it's all over at that point. What, what's the point in resetting? What's the point in having your two-day marriage retreat? It's all over because obviously you aren't the right person for me. This is, as I say, unadulterated bilge water. And, uh, and so it's really important to get this together. So if you're not married yet, if you are married, or if you have been married and are either uh, in an advisory role for younger people who are uh, just getting married, or maybe you are thinking of remarrying, and you say, why would I do it. It didn't go well last time. Well, the reason is when you got married last time, you subscribed to the foolish, oh, there's one person in the world for me, and we fell in love, and that's how we knew we're meant for each other. (laughs) Does that noise of me speaking like that irritate you as much as it does me? Sorry, but it's it's my attempt to uh, demean that line of thinking, so as that no happy warrior falls prey to this destructive model. No, absolutely not. That's not how it works. Uh, it's that a, uh, a man and a woman, uh, as long as they find one another compatible and, uh, and uh, appealing and attractive, and uh, one, the man is not a boy, but he's a man, and the woman is not a silly little girl, but she is a grown-up girl or a grown-up woman. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I was just uh, listening to a couple talk a little earlier today, uh, telling me uh, he is 28. Uh, he, he was 28 when he got married. She was 21. And... Um, you know, and, and one of the questions that, that, that came up was, you know, she was only 21. Uh, how, did, how did you know she could handle marriage? Well, I'll tell you one thing. 21-year-old women are far more frequently capable of handling marriage than 21-year-old guys are. And I wish I could say that after 21, every guy becomes a man. No, not so. There, there is a difference. And uh, and uh, becoming a man is uh, an, an absolutely vital precondition in order to be able to marry and to marry effectively and beautifully. So as hard as it is for you to hear it, you are a happy warrior. And you can hear, if you really work at it, you can try and wrap yourself around this concept that marriage is when you make a decision and a commitment and that it doesn't require any one particular person. What is created in that unity will be unique to the two of you, absolutely unique and and very special. And it can't be compared with, with any other. It is unique to you and your spouse. And you create a relationship, a marriage, and ultimately a family that is a function of your values. It's a wonderful thing, and it is something that uh, whether you are yet to be married 
whether you are maybe thinking of remarrying and want to understand what you messed up with last time, uh, then these are things you understand. And most importantly of all, if you are married, look, I, I don't have to have close first-hand knowledge of you in order to make the following statement, because you know it's true. It's true for me, it's true for you. And that is, your marriage could be better than it is, no matter how good it is. And I pray that you have a wonderful marriage already, but it could be better. And how do you make it better? By both of you absorbing this fundamental principle that it is not the result of having chosen, found, picked the absolute one person in all of creation waiting for you. No, not at all. Uh, something that guys say all the time, I, I hear it repeatedly, and that is marriage is a crapshoot. Marriage is a gamble. Marriage is like uh, flipping a coin because 50% of marriages uh, fail. And so, and when they do, the courts uh, take the, look, I hear this stuff again and again and again and again and over. Look, it's, it's completely irrelevant um, to regard the statistics of the country you live in or of any other country as being uh, in any way determinant for you is, is silly. It's immature thinking. Let me give you an example. Um, my wife, Mrs. Lappin, Susan Lappin, and I, blessed to uh, be raising seven children. Now, uh, it wouldn't be hard for you to believe me if I tell you that not five miles away from us, uh, there is a, another woman also raising seven children. There's a big difference between that woman and Mrs. Lappin. That woman is not married. She's never been married. Her seven children were all impregnated by seven different men, none of whom are with her today. And uh, with Mrs. Lappin, it's been a little bit different. So as far as statistics are concerned, um, the statistics will say 50% of families, they call everything a family today, 50% of families in America with seven children suffer from poverty and malnutrition. So is that a reason for my son not to get married? What about my daughter? My daughter has seven children. So is she now, did she win this lucky crapshoot? Wow, 50% of women with seven children have poverty and malnutrition. But she doesn't. She just lucked out. She had a 50%. No, you don't understand. It's two completely different cultures. There is no point of contact between a, uh, a, a woman who uh, is uh, under the influence of alcohol and drugs, whose children are not looked after by anything other than the television set, and um, who each of which was fathered by a different long-gone man. There's no relationship between that and, shall we say, uh, a beautiful Catholic family in, uh, in you know, Fredericksburg, Maryland and who are uh, who are living there and seven children raising eight children five six children, whatever there is no relationship so consequently when guys say oh do you know 50% of marriages end in divorce and so why would I go along and do and get married look uh, the answer to that is twofold number one the statistic is a lie um, it it was 
It was a made-up figure which has since been quoted again and again and again. The actual figure, however, is pretty bad as well. The actual figure is about 28% of marriages and divorced. Uh, for first marriages, it's actually a little bit less. Uh, those figures take into account uh, multiple marriages where the rates of divorce are much higher. That's true. They don't have to be, but they very often are. So um, so for a man to say, well, if I get married, I'll be the same. No, it's exactly like anything else. I'm speaking to the guys, okay, my dear male happy warriors. Marriage is like making an omelet. Not, not that you have to break an egg to get married, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to make a mess of it. It's not that easy to make a good omelet. It's not that easy to do a perfect poached egg. I'm into egg recipes now. But, um, and so somebody, do you know that 50% of the attempts to make a poached egg end in failure? Well, that's a good reason for me not to try a poached egg for breakfast tomorrow. No, it isn't. It's that people who try it without knowing what they're doing mostly fail. And those who know what they're doing mostly succeed. It's really not that hard to understand. Marriage is exactly like that. If you know something about how marriage works, you've been a long-time happy warrior, you have read and studied my material, then I'm not worried. You get married, you're going to be just, just do great, particularly if you have a wise mentor for your marriage as well. Also, part of making the omelet correctly, yeah, it's silly. You, you, don't, you, you don't have the, the, the 50% marriage failure rate or 30% marriage failure rate. It's utterly irrelevant to you. It has nothing to do with your life. And so uh, that is a really important thing to understand. Uh, when people get married entirely on the basis, oh, we fell in love. We were meant for one another. The minute we saw each other, we knew we've been destined from the moment of creation, the Big Bang. We've been destined to meet one another, and now we have. And a few years later, it's ho, ho, ho. So, uh, yeah, if you set about it badly, if you don't have the faintest idea of how a marriage works, if you've had no instruction, isn't it bizarre how many people get married without getting any instruction whatsoever? Yeah, because they do it on the basis of instinct. And instinct is fine for camels and cats and cows and kangaroos, but instinct is a really bad guide for human beings, a really bad guide. So uh, it's a really important point, my friends, please jettison immediately that cultural cocoon of romance. It will stop you marrying effectively and well, and if you are already married, it'll stop you from improving your marriage and turning it into everything it could actually become. And so uh, go ahead, please, and uh, make sure that at least on the financial front, yes, finances have an enormous to do a part to do with marriage. That is the secret of my free ebook on my website called The Holistic You, which is that all your five Fs are linked. Very, very important. And yes, finance and family, uh, very, very absolutely connected. Finance and romance, marriage and money, absolutely. So get a 
clear a handle on money, go to the website. There's a special price for listeners to the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show. It's on Prosperity Power, Connect for Success. That's two hours of instruction and one hour instruction in Boost Your Income, Three Spiritual Strategies for Financial Success. Those are on the website. Waste no time. Get them now. And until next week, until next week, you have a great week of growth and progress, making yourself a bigger and a better human being, building up your family, your finance, your faith, your friendships, and your fitness. I'm Rabbi Daniel Lappin. God bless. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.